There's a spider coming down, and now it's going back okay, up. Babe. You're listening to Swept Together, the story of a modern romance between two adventurers at home, at work, and on the road. We're your hosts, Christian and Annabelle. Join us as we explore the world and make our home together, wherever we end up. Because after all, home is... Knowing who you are. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Swept Together, the show where we talk about business, life, and love on the road. We are learning what makes successful relationships work from the people around us and talking about why being in business together or being on the road with your significant other can make your relationship even better. Yeah, and as you all know, we are on a year-long RV adventure together, so we are definitely making that making use of traveling together. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is also a big transition in our lives because, you know, we, we had this identity of ourselves, like we um, went home to a stationary home, a house, like a normal yeah. sticks and bricks house. And um, now we don't have any of that because our home is here wherever we park it. And also that's a hashtag that we use. <laughs> and, um, you know, like when people ask us, like, where are you guys from? We're always like, we're from Denver. But not really because our house is parked right down the road. So we don't really have a, you know, home, I guess. But, you know, this is a new identity for us. And so that's what we'll be, we'll be talking about today is how to deal with times when our identities have changed. Yeah. Um, both the good and the bad um, times. If you want to catch up on old episodes, you can find them at swepttogether.com. You'll also be able to find show notes for today's episode and links to share the episode with your friends at swepttogether.com episode 37. If you're listening on iTunes or the podcast app on your phone, we would really appreciate if you would take a few minutes to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes. You can find instructions on how to do that at swepttogether.com slash share the love. And these reviews, not only do they make our hearts super happy, they also help us in the world of internet algorithms get seen and heard by more awesome people like you. So thank you so much to those of you who have taken the time out of your busy lives to leave us a review. Why don't you read one? This week's review is from Serial Homesteaders, who you might remember from a previous Yay. interview. Alyssa and Rodney, thank you. And this is what they had to say about the show. The word authentic comes to mind when describing Christian and Annabelle's love for adventure, travel, and each other. We love catching up on podcasts during our many long days on the road and would highly recommend other fellow road warriors to do the same. Yeah, and we are some of those fellow road warriors, as you know. We, on um, a few days ago, we were driving here to our, to our current location. That took like 200 miles and what, like three hours? How long? Something, it? Like, Something that, like that. Yeah. We drove for about three hours. We were listening to podcasts. Um, that that we know and love yeah and we highly recommend if you have like a commute you don't have like a 300 mile commute like yeah, us hopefully but hopefully not <laughs> um 
you know, um, we definitely recommend, you know, listening to our podcast if you have. Yeah, it makes time on the road fly by. Oh, yeah, definitely. So today we're going to be talking about um, changing of identities and how we have dealt with that. Um, as you might know from our old episode, we were at Vandenberg Air Force Base a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, we arrived on a Monday. I don't remember what the date was, but yeah. we arrived on a Monday and it was, you know, um, Annabelle was pretty sick that day. Yeah. And actually that yes. almost that entire week we got on base, you know, the gate guard checked my ID and we, you know, got on base and into fam camp, which is the uh, Air Force's version of an RV park. Mm-hmm. And so they have these fam camps all uh, at each of the bases around the country. So we decided to go down there and um, spend a few nights at Vandenberg Air Force Base. Um, Annabelle was super sick, so she didn't leave the the RV for like two, two and a half, three days. Yeah, basically the entire time we were there, I spent laying in a pile of tissues eating popsicles. Yeah, because she was stuffy and coughing and just Ugh. not feeling well. And so, you know, no big deal. On the last day that we were there, mm-hmm. before the day before we were going to we were going to leave Vandenberg, we decided to go and visit a town called Solvang because you know, Annabelle was feeling better and she wanted to... We heard it was pretty cool, yeah. which it was. Yeah, it's this cute little, what is it, Danish, Danish town? Danish, yeah. With like windmills. It looks, it reminds kind of, it reminds me kind of like Disneyland in a yeah, way. Yeah, like Epcot. Because everything is kind of, yeah, like Epcot. Because everything looks like it's <laughs> like right. authentically Danish, but a little bit like... It's not. I don't know exactly how to explain it. If you've been to, like, Holland, Michigan is another one of those places that kind of has that vibe. Or, um... Or to Epcot Center. I mean, really, it's like a a bigger... An Epcot Center that is, you know, just dedicated to Danish architecture. Yeah. (laughs) Windmills are all over the place. more lived in than Epcot. But, yeah, definitely this, like, weird vibe. But... Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. I was glad to finally be out of the RV, even if it was only for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, and then on our way home, you know, we had to go back through the gate. I showed them my ID, and then the person was like, "How about her ID?" So I, you know, I gave her, I gave him my um, Annabelle's driver's license, and then he was like, "Well, you need to get a visitor pass for her at the visitor center." So we went to the visitor center, and then they scanned my ID, and the guy. You know, behind the counter was like, hey, your ID is inactivated. And I was like, that doesn't make sense because my ID says, you know, the expiration date is indefinite. And he's like, well, in the system, it says it's inactivated. So I have to take this from you. We should probably back up to say that Christian is not like active duty Air Force or anything in case you hadn't seen a picture of him to see that his (laughs) hair is clearly not in regs. Right. But he was in the Air Force. He did ROTC in college and served in the Air Force and then has been on inactive ready reserve right. for the last many years. <laughs> right. And so I thought. But apparently in the system, I was like inactivated. And the guy was like, well, this this card was 
you know, inactivated. I don't know what to tell you. I can't let you back on base. And then we were like pleading with him because we were like, dude, our house is at fam <laughs> camp. Yeah. Like, this is, we don't have a house, you know, um, our other cat than. Our is there. All yeah. of our possessions are in, in are on base camp. right now. You are not letting us on base. <laughs> and we were kind of freaking out. Um, luckily, I had a friend who who was stationed there and could sponsor us on base, at least for the night, and get us to our home. And that's what happened. And so we got back on base. We were like, you know. That was weird. That was really strange. I guess it's just, you know, one of those gremlins that happened um, in the computer system. So mm -hmm. we thought. So I uh, went to the the building on base where they you know they do all of the ids and all that kind of good stuff and um i went there first thing in the, the morning, morning yeah. yeah first thing in the morning and i went to see what was you know what the deal was and then they were like yeah you've been inactivated since 2015 <laughs> and here it is 2017 i had no idea i was inactivated and um and all this time I thought, you know, I'm still part of the Air Force in, in a small way. You know, I'm not active duty. I don't go, I don't do the, like, the two weekends a month thing like the reserves do. But, you know, I always thought that this was something like if we went to, you know, like World War Three, and, like, everybody got called up, like, I would be part of that, you know, everybody. And it turns out I'm not. And I didn't know because, you know, I don't really go on base, you know, very much. I had had this idea that said indefinite expiration date and so and I never really went on base I guess for the last two years or something and so I didn't know that my status had changed and this kind of I don't know it, it was a weird mind shift because at the, all this time I was like you know I'm part of the Air Force you know I've got this cool ID it's not that cool um, that's, well, that's part of your identity. Right. Because, I mean, I, and we were talking about it, how since I I was 18, you know, I'm 38 now. So since I was 18, I'd, I'd been, you know, a, a part of the Air Force in some way, ROTC or active duty or uh, as an IMA, which is like a, a, another kind of reservist. And then as a, you know, individual ready reserve IRR um, person. And then now I'm just like, not. Welcome to the civilian like, world. Like, <laughs> Nothing. Like, I'm not part of the Air Force at all. I mean, other than, you know, my my prior service or whatever. Right. So now that was like a whole different transition for me. It took, it took me back a little bit because I didn't, I don't know, I didn't really process it at the time. I was like, you know, I just wanted to get into the RV because this is right. where our home was. Um, and then the next day and the next few days afterwards, um, I was just kind of like, what does this mean? You know, like, who not, am I? Yeah, who am I? <laughs> like, I don't even know who I am anymore because I'm not, you know, this identity. And it's, it's different because, you know, like uh, a few months ago, like I left the corporate world. And so that was another identity mm -hmm. that I, you know, had to, change about myself and it's just it was just strange and that's what we're gonna be talking about today is just like how to deal or how we deal with mm -hmm. periods of transition in turn I mean and really like deep 
transitional changes. I mean, to your identity, to your, like the core of who you think you are. Yeah. When we started talking about this transition, this, um, kind of unexpected transition in Christian's life, it made me think about other periods in time where, you know, I've never been in, I've never been in the military, but I have had periods of time in my life where I've transitioned from being single to being in a relationship, from being in a relationship to being single, from being an employee to being a business owner. There's just all these periods of time in your life where you move kind of from one community to another. And I think that's what it came down to for me is that when you have a certain identity like being in the Air Force, it's attached to a whole community and a whole culture. And so when you join, you get this big family. Right. And you're kind of in the club, so to speak. And then when you're not anymore, you feel like a sense of loss because suddenly you're disconnected from this community that you used to be a part of. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, Like I felt that sense of loss because now I'm not connected to like all of this stuff. We're here. We're actually here now on on Travis Air Force Base. We didn't like sneak onto the base. Yeah, guys, (laughs) we're not like (laughs) we I have a cousin, um, Nathan and Tamara. And they are stationed here at Travis Air Force Base. And we had reservations for fam camp here mm-hmm. already. Before, we made reservations like, you know, months ago. months ago. And we already thought we were going to be here. And then we found out, you know, at Vandenberg that we weren't. So this is, you know, um, they, they were able to sponsor us on base. And which is why we were able to stay here. Right. They got them. both of us visitors passes. Right. So now we're legit. Okay. Too legit to quit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's this community here that is that supports, you know, all of the active duty people, et cetera, et cetera. And that's like not available to me now. And maybe, I mean, maybe it's just that sense of loss that I'm feeling. Do you think? I think so. I mean, I think it's something that I felt maybe in a smaller sense when I went from being married to being divorced because there's, I mean, there's not like as a, as as the same level of community with quote married people as opposed to like the military, but a weird thing happens when you're married that like a lot of your friends are married. You like talk about married people people things and then all of a sudden you're like not doing that doing that anymore and then all of your friends that are still talking about being married maybe it's hard to be around them or you don't really know how to relate anymore because that's not a part of your life anymore and I think I could see that too or I've seen people in my community have that happen when maybe they own their own business but they decide to go back to a full-time job oh and then they don't have the sense of camaraderie anymore right with like the other business owners like in the trenches right the like online entrepreneur like world is very 
um, you know, like self-supporting. Yeah, we you have have to like support each other. Right, kind of we thing, have right? a community and we relate to each other over the things that we're going through and uh you know when when maybe you decide that you want to go back to having a full-time job for whatever reason all of a sudden you're disconnected from you know you don't feel like a legit part of that community anymore because you're not going through the same things that other people are going through yeah. Well, I mean, did you when you got divorced, not from your business or anything, but <laughs> did you have did you like split up, you know, friends friends friendships um, or whatever? Yeah, I would say I because like I had definitely had to like unfriend and block people that were associated. You know, like just I didn't want all my business right out there to those people like i kept some people that were you know friends through her mm-hmm. but that i knew like would respect my privacy right but for all the others that i was like i didn't know one way or the other i just like unfriended or blocked them mm-hmm. because i just i don't know i just didn't want that you know i wanted that clear separation right and it's hard when you've like integrated your life with something to have like a clean break right i mean it was like i had to choose you know okay is this person gonna be okay or (laughs) are they gonna like blab you know right uh about my life to her and so i just you know i had to make some tough choices like you know i i like this person i like this you know who they are but i don't necessarily know if I can trust that they will be, you know, they'll keep my privacy. Yeah. So then I had to just unfriend them or block them. Yeah. You know, then it was it was one of those things. Did you have to do? Did you have to do that kind of thing? Um, I didn't have to do it too much. Um, but yeah, there definitely was like a certain um, like there, there. You know, there is like that separation of separating from the person's family and right. like you know my ex's family that I had made friends with and that I cared about yeah, you basically you know? break up with them too right exactly like it's just it's a very strange process but yeah there's like all of these things intertwined and that makes it really difficult to transition into a new season one thing I, I can think about though is like when I graduated from college mm. or 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 from my from business school i didn't feel that sense of loss i guess mm. i don't do you did you feel any kind of sense of loss when you because you moved away after you graduated from DePaul, right i so did you, yeah you moved few a few states away and that same kind of support community wasn't necessarily physically there i mean sure you were on facebook or whatever right but how i mean it's not the same i don't know why I mean, even though for me, the Air Force is like not physically there. I mean, we don't live very close to an Air Force base. I mean, you know, Buckley Air Force Base is like 30, 40 minutes away from downtown Denver. So it's not like it's that close. Right. And so maybe, I don't know, like why? I guess I didn't, I'm not, I'm not getting kicked out of the Alumni Association at DU. Right. (laughs) Well, I think... 
It's interesting. I mean, we talked about this a little bit in the um, the episode. Uh, I think it's called "Where You Follow Through," the one where I hosted a DePaul alumni event. Oh yeah, because um, you're always gonna be an alumna of DePaul, right? Like that's never gonna change. I think the difference maybe is that we went to schools that didn't have a like an an intense cultural pride or so like if we went to a division one school with a giant like if we went to ohio state right they have like like a lot of my sister's at texas a&m right now getting her phd which is not the same as undergrad but they have like a lingo and hand gestures and like chants and so i don't even I don't right even yeah know. she's they gonna have all of that stuff me. but <laughs> you know it's like i think maybe that would be harder i mean she felt i i know my sister felt that when she graduated from cornell cornell had like a you know they had a lot of school pride yeah and they had rivalries with other schools and they had all these you know, there was, like, a lot of culture around that. Plus, she was in a sorority. So, she had, like, this, you know, like, there was a rich, like, cultural web, I guess, in that school. Whereas DePaul... Um, didn't? We didn't have a football team. We didn't we have really... a good basketball team, though. Have, I mean, we have a good basketball a team. A decent basketball team. But it's not the same culturally. I think, too... You know, we're, our campus is in downtown Chicago. A lot of people live off campus or a lot of students are commuters. So it's a commuter school. It's a commuter school. Yeah. And so. There's not that sense of community as much. Yeah, there's not that like, that same vibe. And I think that's why the, or part of the reason why the Alumni Association like struggles to keep people involved yeah engaged after they graduate because there isn't that you know i i didn't feel i mean of course i missed my friends and i was sad to leave my friends but your friends are always going to be your friends though it's not like you left a community like the air force or you know the military or whatever where you know you can just like go anywhere and then be like oh you're in the military too so was i and then like give the yeah and then you have like the, the the bond handshake or whatever yeah like the immediate bond I guess I mean I I didn't I didn't like leave the military on bad terms or whatever. I'm right. still honorably discharged and that's always going to be a part of me. Right. So I don't have any idea why I have this like really big sense of loss. Maybe it's just cuz I don't get the military discounts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't or, know. Or I don't know. I mean it says veteran on my my driver's license, so I mean I could always flash that. So that's not it. I don't really know why I have this, like, kind of sense of loss, you know? I mean, yeah. is it just because of the shock of how it happened? Like, it could be. we got, I got my ID card confiscated Yeah. versus me, like, okay, I'm not a part of the Air Force anymore. Here is my ID card. I'm giving it up because of right. whatever. And so it was like... That would have been like kind of at least on my terms. It wasn't like a conscious decision that you made. It was like yeah, it was more like, hey, um, you're not with us anymore. 
I'm taking this and confiscating it. Right. Exactly. I mean, maybe that is. <coughs> when, of course, you didn't have any intention of doing anything wrong either. It's not like we knew your ID was expired and we were trying to sne yeah. sneak on base. <laughs> no, it was, I mean, it was just, it was in the computer system mm -hmm. that they use the database that I obviously don't have access to. Um, and I don't know, maybe they did send yeah. me a, a letter or something and I just didn't open it or didn't it see it or whatever. Yeah. Or who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But... You know, regardless, it's that sense of that I do have that sense of loss for whatever reason. And I guess I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm ever going to, you know, be like, oh, it's I don't know when I'm going to make peace with it. I'm still trying to see if I'm calling up, you know, Air Force Reserve Command and seeing what's up. And if I can get the ID back or whatever, then I will. But I don't know if I. I don't know if I should necessarily count on it right. actually happening. I mean, at this point, it's like I'm separated from the Air Force completely. Yeah. And so I have no affiliation with the Air Force other than my veteran status. Right. So that's, I don't know, maybe that's just how it ends. And I should just make peace with that. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, it's a interesting thing to navigate like when when do you just let go yeah when do you or do you keep you know fighting for something because i know obviously like if we were to find ourselves in world war three like you're the kind of person that you would want to i mean there's a lot of people that would be called before yeah IRR, but right you know, it would certainly be a matter of of pride for you to be able to do that. And Yeah, I mean, I would definitely put the uniform back on if that was something that was necessary. But, you know, I am not going to be, I'm not a part of that right. <laughs> roster anymore right. of guys that they can call up to go back into service right. or something. So I don't know. And that's maybe why, you know, we wanted to start this kind of like community of people that um, want to learn how to become better at at loving each other and being in relationship with each other. You know, that way we can build our own kind of community. Mm -hmm. One in which I will never get kicked out of and inactivated from. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, we've we've been on the road now for a little over a month. And you know, it is we've it's been great to see all of our friends and family that we don't get to see that often because they're, you know, they live far away from us. Yeah. And so we've been I mean, bouncing from house to house to house basically of people we know and love but at the same time it's also been hard to leave our community that we had back in Denver you know we had friends that we hung out with regularly um, I had um, you know a network of business uh, contacts, contacts yeah. and business uh, yeah like a mastermind group that yeah you would business friends that meet physically we with. would we would see each other all the time and 
So leaving that community has been really hard. And we, I mean, we miss our friends a lot. And having people, every time we see somebody on the road who's also, you know, living in an RV and maybe we we have been talking to them and then we meet up with them in person. Yeah. It's like, oh, a friend, like somebody who is doing what we're doing and who understands and who like, but then of course we both go our separate ways and it's like kind of crazy, even for me, an introvert, which is like. Such is the nomadic lifestyle though. Right. I mean, that's kind of what. It's a catch 22. Right. And that's what, that's how, that's what we're, you know, kind of, dealing with now is how to how to reconcile that Mm -hmm. so what do you how do we how are we reconciling it or how in what ways are we reconciling those things i mean we keep in contact with our people obviously through like facebook and text messages and stuff right i found that i've been calling people more now than i had been before Mm -hmm. you know people friends and stuff that i you know would because we we weren't living in denver or whatever i would just maybe take that for granted right but now we're not so then i can't go and be like hey you want to hang out today right or you know this weekend um so now i just in place of that i call them so that's what i've been doing too or text them more right um what have you been doing one of the things i've been doing is a lot of meeting with people over Skype and FaceTime and biz Google Hangouts, whatever video chat method you want to use. And yeah, so I've, you know, continued to meet up with my mastermind via Google right, the Hangout. One that you used to physically meet with. Right. We used to physically meet up with in coffee shops in Denver and now we're we just transitioned to Skype. Well, no. Google Hangouts, and I've been doing a lot of, I guess, a couple meetings a week on FaceTime or or Skype, and just, you know, trying to continue to interact with people face-to-face, even though I'm not there with them. I'm not much of a phone person. I don't really love talking on the phone. What's the difference between that and Skype or FaceTime or because those kinds of things? Well, one, you don't have the phone up on your face. Well, I use a speakerphone or like I use the the headbuds earbuds, or earbuds. I but I think two the big one of the big differences for me is that Skype or FaceTime is more like it's more in person cuz you're looking at you're them. You're looking at them. So that you need that you visual. See, yeah, you see their facial expressions and yeah. you, know, you feel more like you're with them. And phone conversations, like, it's, I don't know if it's just, like, easy for me to get distracted or, like, I just get tired of talking on the phone. Yeah. But something about having that face-to-face with people makes it it more, I mean, and even with, like, clients, I'm like, I'd rather get on a video chat than talk on the phone. That's very interesting because, I mean, I know you're a visual person. But I guess that's a, a, a very stark difference between you and me because is you're, you definitely want that visual stimulus while you're communicating with somebody. Mm-hmm. 
and for me it's just you know i'm i'm fine with the the audio right only mm-hmm. part of it so that's interesting i didn't know that about you yeah look at that i knew i, I learned something about <laughs> you guys <babe. laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess I hadn't really, like, thought about it much until this trip. Um, because how much of a video, or how much of a... I'm actually really into video, that's weird. <laughs> how much of a visual person you are? Yeah, well, or just how much I prefer a video chat over a phone call. Like, I never really thought about that before, but huh. n- now that we're on the road, I'm like... Hey, let's hop on Skype. Let's hop on FaceTime. Let's, you know, do a Google Hangout, whatever. Yeah. As opposed to just like, hey, let me give you a call. I just really found that I enjoy that that visual aspect of being able to, yeah, being able to see a person's face and how they're reacting and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever works for, for you or whatever works for, you know, me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess you just have to kind of know that about yourself. Yeah. So speaking of things that work, how about doing the sweep up? Sure. Sounds good. What made you feel loved today? Well, what made me feel loved today was getting a text message from your parents because we hung out with them. Our our parents both flew slash drove to San Francisco this weekend to hang out with us and to meet each other for the first time. And um, it was so that, you know, they could meet each other before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in October. And um, I got a text message from your parents and also from my parents. And they were like, we really had a really good time hanging out. And, you know, we, we love meeting the other person's parents, you know, that kind right. of thing. Basically, the message was the same. It was like, we love meeting, you know, Annabelle's parents or we love meeting your parents. And um, just seeing that they got along and, you know, we all had a good time this weekend made me feel loved. What about you? What made you feel loved? You stole mine. Okay. Well, Except... I mean, you could still feel the same love. <laughs> <It's not> like... <laughs> You could feel the fact that you felt love (laughs) makes my love invalidated. No, Um, no, I, I mean, I didn't get the text messages, so they love me more. They clearly do. (laughs) I'm okay with it. But I will say that just um, uh, spending the weekend with our families and having you do such a good job like planning everything and driving us around and making sure that it all went smoothly and picking out restaurants that everybody liked. Like it just made me feel really loved that you did all of that and, and did all of that work to uh, make sure that our families had a good weekend together. That made me feel loved. Hmm. And what made you guys feel loved today or this week? We would love to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. Go to our show notes, swepttogether.com slash episode 37, and write comments <laughs> or other things on there. <laughs> you can find 
uh, links to share the episode with your friends, family, significant other, business partner, future in-laws, whoever, <laughs> at swepttogether.com. And you can find us everywhere on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Swept Together. Yes, and we just wanted to close and say that, you know, change is one constant in life, and that in taxes and death, I guess. So, <laughs> but change and how you deal with it is what makes or breaks a person, I think. If you can't deal with the changes that surround you, then I guess you won't be as successful to um, navigating life. But if you are able to navigate those changes and um, you know, in ways that, you know, like we, we talked about to go on FaceTime and talking, talking to our friends or maintaining some sort of community and figuring out what to do about the loss of a community, Right. then, you know, at least you can navigate life a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we just want to thank you guys so much for listening every week for tuning into the show and starting this community with us and being part of our community while we're on the road we just uh we cherish all of you guys and we appreciate your encouragement on this journey yes absolutely so until next time we will talk to you next week love you guys, love you guys. just transitioned Ugh. damn airplanes in a freaking air force base <laughs> you want to be where the people are cowboy